0: Welcome to Current Radio's Science Station. Please enjoy today's selection of science news. Charlotte, did you know that your living situation might be aging you faster than smoking or obesity?
1: You're kidding, right? How is that even possible?
0: According to a study from the University of Adelaide and University of Essex, living in a private rental property can accelerate the biological aging process by over two weeks every year. That's more than the impact of being unemployed, obese, or even a former smoker.
1: That's quite shocking, Diego. But why would renting a property have such an effect? Is it the uncertainty of the lease,
0: or... You're on the right track, Charlotte. Professor Emma Baker from the University of Adelaide suggests that the insecurity of private rentals contributes to this accelerated aging. Most rental leases are between 6 and 12 months leaving tenants in a state of constant uncertainty about their living situation.
1: So it's the stress of not knowing whether you'll have a roof over your head in the next year that's causing this. That's really concerning.
0: Exactly, and it's worth noting that this effect doesn't appear to apply to social renters or homeowners, likely due to the increased security they have in their living situations. It seems the constant threat of an end of lease date can take a toll on a person's biological clock.
1: This is a real eye-opener, Diego. It highlights the importance of stable housing. But what about the landlords? I mean, surely they have stress, too, dealing with...
0: That's a valid point, Charlotte. Being a landlord comes with its own set of challenges, but the study doesn't touch on that aspect. Its focus is on the impact of the living situation on the renters themselves.
1: I see. It's a complex issue, isn't it? On one hand, we have the housing market dynamics, supply and demand, and on the other, we have the human cost of unstable living conditions.
0: Absolutely, Charlotte. It's a delicate balance, and this study underscores the need for more secure, affordable housing options to ensure the well-being of renters. From the challenges of housing to the challenges of technology, let's now turn our attention to an exciting development in the world of portable electronics it seems scientists have made a significant breakthrough that could potentially revolutionize the way we power our devices. Let's delve into the world of flexible sodium ion batteries. Charlotte, let's shift gears to discuss a recent breakthrough in the world of portable electronics. Specifically, we're talking about flexible sodium ion batteries.
1: Ah, the sustainable alternative to lithium ion batteries. They're more eco-friendly and cheaper, but there are still some challenges to overcome, aren't there?
0: indeed charlotte one of those challenges is the electrolyte which in the case of thin flexible batteries is often a hydrogel these materials absorb dissolved sodium salts and conduct ions however they have a problem with phase separation and salting out at high salt concentrations
1: which is where the team from the chinese academy of sciences comes in right they found a way to make the hydrogel absorb more salt in a stable
0: manner exactly They used a technique called methylation, which is also found in Nature. This process involves capping amine and amide groups, making them less accessible for water molecules and thus preventing salting out.
1: It's fascinating how they've applied a natural process to technology, and the results are quite impressive, aren't they? The methylated hydrogel could absorb more salt, even at record high concentrations.
0: And that's not all. The higher salt content expanded the usable voltage range of the cell. Plus, they didn't observe any signs of disintegration at the electrodes, and the battery had better cycling stability and greater capacity.
1: Right, and it even allowed for the use of inexpensive aluminum foil as a current collector. It seems like a win-win situation. But Diego, could this methylation technique be used in other fields as well?
0: Well, the authors of the study do suggest that it could be suitable for other technologies. For example, in drug development, it could make hydrogels more resistant to salts and therefore more stable. But of course, further research would be needed to confirm.
1: It's certainly an exciting development. This breakthrough could pave the way for more efficient and sustainable batteries, and who knows what other innovations methylation might lead to.
0: Absolutely, Charlotte. It's a testament to how nature can inspire scientific advancements. Will certainly be keeping an eye on this space for further developments. From advancements in sustainable battery technology, we move to another area where innovation is crucial the fight against climate change. As we continue to grapple with this global crisis, experts are proposing new ways to monitor the impact of our efforts. Let's delve into a recent study that suggests a new framework for tracking the near term effects of climate action. Charlotte, It seems like we're seeing a shift in the way we approach climate change, especially in terms of how we measure the impact of our efforts. A new study proposes a framework for tracking the near-term effects of climate action.
1: Indeed, Diego, it's interesting to see that the current accounting practices are more aligned with tracking long-term impacts rather than the immediate effects. This new framework proposed by scientists from The Nature Conservancy, Yale University, and Fractal Ag seeks to address this gap.
0: Right, it's like Stephen Wood, a senior scientist at TNC and lead author of the paper said, climate change is not a future problem, we need to address it now. But the methods we use are not designed for that.
1: Yes, and this is where the proposed framework comes in. It suggests that we need three essential features, separate accounting for near-term targets, timely data on pollutant longevity, and a dynamic baseline approach in carbon accounting.
0: That dynamic baseline approach is fascinating. It updates the baseline scenario as real-world conditions change, which can improve the accuracy of carbon estimations. It shows how much additional carbon was removed as a direct result of a treatment.
1: It's a more adaptive approach, isn't it? Despite most emission targets being set for less than 35 years, Current tracking platforms like the Greenhouse Gas Protocol and SBTI rely on long-term accounting methods. It's time we rethink.
0: I couldn't agree more. Catherine Hayhoe, chief scientist at the Nature Conservancy and co-author on the paper, pointed out that our current 100-year accounting approach was inherited from the Kyoto Protocol era when climate change was seen as a future threat, not the immediate concern it is today.
1: And now, limiting global warming to 1.5 Cs above pre-industrial levels seems unachievable without overshoot. That implies a period of higher global temperatures before the climate stabilizes again, calling for rapid short-term removal of carbon emissions.
0: And this can only be accomplished at scale with nature-based climate solutions and rapid reduction in other forcing agents. We need to cut our carbon emissions as much and as soon as possible and invest in nature to take carbon out of the atmosphere.
1: Heho also emphasized that we need new accounting methods that quantify the impact of even small short-term removals. It's clear that every action counts towards achieving our goal of keeping warming within the limits laid out by the Paris Agreement.
0: Absolutely, Charlotte. And this study could be a game changer in supporting the need for urgent climate action in the near term. It's a call for immediate action and hopefully it'll inspire more companies and governments to step up their efforts. From the intricacies of climate change accounting to the enigmas of the universe, we continue to explore the frontiers of scientific understanding. Now we're about to dive into a century-old quandary in the world of physics. A new proposal suggests a radical rethink of the nature of space-time might just solve a long-standing conundrum. Charlotte. I think we have a fascinating discussion ahead of us. We're delving into the mysterious realm of physics today, where a century-old conundrum might be on the brink of a solution.
1: Absolutely, Diego. The two cornerstones of modern physics, quantum mechanics, and Einstein's theory of general relativity have remained incompatible. But now a new proposal suggests a radical rethink of the nature of space-time might bridge this gap.
0: Right, this new post-quantum theory of classical gravity suggests that time doesn't tick away predictably. Instead, it proposes that the flow of time would randomly wobble, akin to the ebb and flow of a stream. It's a concept that's... A concept that's certainly hard to wrap
1: our heads around, isn't it? But it's this very contradiction that Professor Jonathan Oppenheim, a physicist at University College London, is trying to resolve with his theory.
0: However, not everyone is sold on this idea. Professor Carlo Rovelli, a theoretical physicist, has even wagered a five thousand one odds bet against Oppenheim's theory being proven correct.
1: That's true. Until now, the prevailing assumption has been that Einstein's theory of gravity must be modified, or quantized, to fit within quantum theory. This is the approach of string theory and loop quantum gravity.
0: Oppenheim's theory challenges this consensus. He suggests that space-time may be classical and not governed by quantum theory at all. However, he introduces a new concept that space-time is inherently wobbly, subject to random fluctuations, which,
1: which would result in a breakdown of predictability, something that many physicists, including Rovelli and Dr. Jeff Pennington, a string theory advocate, aren't too keen on.
0: Well, as Rovelli states, speculations are welcome, particularly if they can be experimentally tested but he also cautions against overblown claims. The ultimate test of any theory is whether it faithfully represents reality.
1: And speaking of tests, Dr. Zach Davies, formerly of UCL and now at Canada's Perimeter Institute, has proposed an experiment to uncover these wobbles in spacetime. The experiment involves observing tiny fluctuations in the weight of an object.
0: So it seems we're onto something potentially groundbreaking here. If the fluctuations in measurements are smaller than a certain threshold, the theory can be ruled out. But if not, it could mean a major shift in our understanding of the universe.
1: Indeed, Diego, it's a fascinating field and one that's constantly evolving. Whether Oppenheim's theory proves correct or not, it's this kind of innovative thinking that drives scientific progress.